safety. Poor Joe Biden, to the extent that he knows what's going on every day, he doesn't have the energy any longer. KWTO. It's what the hill? What? I understood that reference. The latest happenings on Capitol Hill with Elijah Harshow contributor Joel Cannon on KWTO. Welcome back to the show, Joel Cannon. Before we dive into your segment about what's happening in Washington, D.C., question of the day today. It's the same thing that Garrett and I are going to snake draft in the next segment. What's your favorite Christmas song and what version of that song? Ooh, I need to start getting these ahead of time. Um, well, Nobody gets them ahead of time year. except for once in a long while, Will Sharf gets it from Garrett. Yes, apparently. I heard. Um, my favorite Christmas song changes every year, but generally I like the first Noel because I always say when I'm trying to tell people how to sell, say my name, I'm like, it's like the first Joel, the first Noel. Wait, the do you like the, the song Noel. or you just like it because it sounds like your name? Yeah. I actually don't like the song that much, but there's a new... <laughs> Terrible pick. I know. It's, it's not that great of a song, actually, but um, the there's a new... There's a new Noel song that I really, really like, um, but it's only been around a couple of years. So I feel bad picking like a, a more recent song. But Wait, my favorite a, like changes every year. There's, there's a, a new second, Noel. There's it, a second Noel. Yes. Does it sound even more Noel. like Joel than, than the first one? <laughs> Google. I like this one better. It's uh, Lauren Diego or whatever her name is. Lauren Diego. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's just Noel. That's just the name of the song, and it's it's good. You know, and this is this is a little bit of, I, I know we're going to get to Washington, D.C. in a minute. A lot of people don't know this, but there is a town in southwest Missouri called, it's pronounced Knoll, but it's spelled yes. N-O-E-L. And every year on Christmas, that town gets thousands and thousands of letters and, and dozens of visitors just because they want to go there. Yes, that is true. And people, like, have their mail postmarked yeah. there. And yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. All right, what's happening in Washington, D.C.? Well, funny, you would ask. So we have a couple of different things we can talk about today, but the latest uh, report says nothing is happening in Washington, D.C. Apparently, it is the least productive Congress in decades, which... That's saying something. It really is saying something. They're, They're getting to a point where they're passing the same number of bills as they are their low percentage, like approval percentage points. So, uh, so far this year, and granted there's like, I don't know, six days left in the year or something, they've passed 20 bills um, total by both chambers and that were signed into law, 20 bills. Now, a lot of people would say it's good that they're not doing anything. You know, there's something to be said for they could be doing good things instead of only doing bad things. But um, this is like historic lows. Now, never mind the fact, you know, Congress was what, like, they took three weeks off when Republicans didn't have a speaker. So no one was had. But that, that is not the reason. Like, I think the liberal media wants to say that that's, that's the reason. But essentially, even in, like, historically low like historically unproductive years back when like Clinton and Obama were in the white house and, and, you know, Congress was Republican. 
um, they still were passing 70 to 75 laws a year. And this year we've only passed 20. Now, like, again, I'm not saying they should be doing more necessarily, but we are paying them like almost $200,000 a year each to be there to do the work that needs to be done. And it doesn't look like they're doing it. You mentioned, or, or maybe this is something we talked about earlier about the, the approval rating of Congress this year. That was like 14% or. Yeah. I, so here's yeah, the question. And going we, down. We, we've kind of done this comparison before. It feels to me a little bit like schools where where everybody thinks Congress is terrible, but their congressman's okay. Are we seeing yeah. this terrible approval rating actually stick to the individual congressman, or is it always just this amorphous, I hate Congress, but at least my guy's fine? Um, I think it is that still, but I think that might change um, in the fall next year. I feel like if, if they keep not doing anything and... I really don't think that the House Republicans put on a good show this year. So, um, you know, I think there's a chance that more incumbents seem to be losing more, but I have no data to back that up. I will say the funny thing about these 20 bills that they did pass, most of them were things like commemorating the 250th anniversary of the Marine Corps or you know, renaming a veterans clinic or something. It's like, so they, they really have not been doing much. Um, it's not, not good. So they're not fixing problems that we have. They're not, you know, passing spending bills to lower spending. They're, they're not doing any of that, which leads me to another topic that I wanted to talk about today. We've talked about it. We talked about it a year ago, but this falls into the category of, Easy things Congress should have done this year and could have done this year that would have helped taxpayers, help the government. So there's a new report out. 15,000 people last year who made a million dollars or more received $200 million in unemployment insurance, jobless, like jobless assistance from the government. So we talked about it a year ago because it's an annual report that comes out. But, you know, again, another year goes by and no one's no one's done anything about it. So these are people who have earned a million dollars in the in the year. They're millionaires, even though they've lost their job and they're getting unemployment. So it was like two hundred and. $215 million in unemployment compensation last year went to millionaires. $4 million of that went to 300 millionaires who make more than $10 million a year. So there were 400 people, no, 300 people who made more than $10 million. And between the 300 of them, they collected $4 million in unemployment insurance. Is there no cap on how much they can collect? Uh, I mean, I assume that there's a cap, but they, they must be all making the, the highest amount, right? Yeah, that's so crazy. Possible, and for how? And you got to think. I think during COVID they extended the, um, you know, didn't they? Ex- 
extend the... Yeah, they added time. a time on because people yeah. were having problems getting jobs. Did, I, did, did, did they never rescind that? Oh, I think they did, but I'm guessing that they rescinded it sometime in the middle of 2022. I mean, it wasn't until fall of last year that Biden said COVID was over. So my guess is that <laughs> most of last year, um, you know, millionaires who were collecting unemployment were still on the extended plan. And, you know, you got to wonder how many of these are federal employees. I haven't seen those numbers, but I guarantee you that there there is a chunk of these people who were federal employees who either lost their job or did like temporary took time time off or something collected unemployment and um, are sitting on you know million dollar pensions or whatever it is that they're however they are millionaires i want to go back do a little circle back on one of the issues you talked earlier about how congress hasn't passed any bills and let's say you're a member of congress right now you're nervous about your reelection. you're frustrated that they haven't done anything What's the what's the fix to something like that? What if you're if you're an elected official? Yeah, let's say you're a Jason Smith or a, a Mark Alford, and, and you're in Congress. And you're like, man, we haven't done anything. But what do you what what can be done? You know, it's a tough situation because it's a large. You know, there's 435 members of Congress, so it doesn't really matter. You know, how how do you how do you move that massive ship in such a way that you actually start to see see change? Well, I mean, if you're not in leadership and you don't have sort of a seat at the table as far as the schedule is concerned, I revert to what I always say, which is the only way to force these people to do anything is to embarrass them. So whatever the thing is that you want them to focus on, like let's say you have a bill, like this millionaire's thing or whatever, if you you know, if you can go on every nightly news show and every comedy show and make fun of them and make, you have to essentially create some sort of outrage where they're embarrassed enough that they pass a bill. But that is like such a small thing compared to the overall problem, which is Congress just isn't doing its job. They get, they don't pass the budget on time. They don't pass the spending bills on time. They, they, they're they still haven't passed the spending bills for this fiscal year, which started October 1st, you know, three months ago. They don't pass the debt limit increase on time. They just don't do anything. Um, and I'm not sure that if you're a rank and file member that there is a way to fix it. That's very disheartening. To I mean, <laughs> it's called leadership um, for a reason. You well, know? here's like the interesting. The who are I don't know if this is leading. I don't know if this is even feasible to do. Could you, could you tie, if you were a right ranking con- con- Congress member, could you offer a resolution or a le- and that's, that ties Congress's salary to just passing a budget? Be like, if we don't pass the budget, none of us get paid. Yeah. Do you think they're going to vote for that? No, but I mean, the like, congressman who proposed that would be so popular. He would be, but his colleagues won't vote for it. I mean, that's the problem with anything like that, even like, you know, when they vote themselves a pay raise, like, it's so embarrassing, but they slip it in, like, some bill at the end of the night, you know, supposedly no one sees, and then a month later it shows up in the paper. But, no, I mean, they're never, it's just like they'll never vote for term limits. They will never vote for something 
that is does self-harm. I mean, these people didn't even put themselves in Obamacare, okay? They exempt, they exempt themselves from anything that is painful. So <laughs> I, I don't see them passing um, anything to force themselves to do their job. I mean, the best thing that you can do is show up at the polls and throw them out. But it's like you said, that doesn't seem to happen very often because people think, oh, I, I saw my congressman at the donut shop this weekend and, you know, oh, I went to church with his kids. So, like, no, they just they never vote their own people out. Very rarely. It is true. If, you know, for 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 there to be a change, it sounds like what you're saying is there needs to be a massive change in leadership. Real quick, give us your take. Mike Johnson, success or failure speaker so far? I actually think he's doing a, a decent job, but I don't think they feel that way. I mean, it is a lose, lose, lose position. This is not the kind of promotion you want where you're promoted to be in charge of essentially a hopeless case where no one will like anything you do and you're in the minority so you can't get what you want passed through the Senate or um, you know, the president. I think he's a great guy. He's got a good head on his shoulders. He's trying, um, but I I don't think it's going to be good enough because um, that's kind of that's kind of the mantra of the House Republicans is nothing is good enough, which is true, and I don't disagree with them. But at some point, you have to have leadership that says, "Well, this this is what we want," and um, you know, I don't know that they're going to find somebody else who nobody wants this job. But I think he's doing a decent job, although um, I don't think he'll I don't think he'll make it through 2024. I was going to ask over under. Is he the is he the speaker of the House in January of 2025? I don't think so, man. So let's take early odds. Who replaces him? Obviously, um, McCarthy's gone. Uh, there's a bunch of a bunch of longtime people that are all running for the exits. Oh, I know, I know, I saw that. Um, I think I still think Jason Smith has a shot at it if he wanted it. Um, I also think Chip Roy, maybe, but I, that's sort of a, it. Just kind of depends on how Speaker in 2025. It depends on how the election goes. It may not be a it may not be a Republican. Who knows? That. that. Also very true. Okay, uh, final question. Uh, you saw what happened in Colorado yesterday. What's your prediction? Does the Supreme Court overturn this or not? Totally. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think I, I said the in the first segment that the, the two biggest winners um, are Donald Trump because this just extinguished the last bit of oxygen anybody in the primary had against him. And anybody, any Republican who's running elections in their state because they're going to be they're going to have the spotlight on them for the next few weeks until the Supreme Court overturns this. Yeah, I mean, I haven't read a single sentence about any of it and 100% they're going to overturn it. Yeah, I think so too. Joel, if anybody wants yeah. to follow along with the work that you do, your spotlight on Washington DC spending, your federal uh your teaching on federal budget classes at Johns Hopkins, how do they uh, how do they follow how how do they follow you on social media? On Twitter, you can find me at Joelle M. The Money Cannon. So at Joelle M. Cannon. That is probably the best way. And I don't know. Do I have 30 seconds? I'll just throw out one more thing. When I was there, they tried to change the name of the National Christmas Tree to the Holiday Tree. 
And that was uh, something that we stopped. And to this day, there's still a national Christmas tree because of the work that we did. Very good. Joelle, thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thanks. Have a good one. All right. We're going to be right back. We're going to snake draft our top four Christmas songs and who sang them. I'll give you a hint. I'm not picking Mariah Carey. We'll be right back.